So this episode is going to be a little bit different. Normally, I'll say welcome to the certain podcast, but I'm actually going to say welcome to the Awakening Podcast, the Speaking Podcast, and the Meditation Podcast. And you learn in a few minutes the reason why I'm sharing this episode with my guest. How did I meet my guest? Well, I was at a Mind Valley event in Ibiza, and he was actually a speaker, which highly impressed me. And then I went to a workshop and impressed me more. And it was at the end of the event, there was a give back day. And we were basically cleaning up the beach in the local area. And I happened to be just spending time with him. And we spent a lot of time together. And he actually helped me in an issue I was going through. And I was saying, wow, this is great. We remained friends. And last year, we both went to Mind Valley University, where we were both speaking, and we got to spend even more quality time. My guest is a comedian for years, no longer doing a comedian, but he's got a fantastic sense of humor. But what he's going to talk about is not funny, but it's very important. He's a UC Berkeley mechanical engineer and anxiety solution pioneer with a no change to charge guarantee. Please welcome Daniel Packard. Thank you so much, Roy. You're looking sharp in your Hawaiian shirt. I love it. I feel, uh, even though you're Irish, correct? Yeah, yeah. So that I was wondering, actually, were you going for the Irish flag there with the, you know, the the green and the yellow? Because you normally have uh, orange as well, like with that. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. I yeah, I this is absolutely for Ireland because, <laughs> and actually, I had this little mini fear when I said you were Irish because ten years ago I. Uh, I, I accidentally called an Irish person British because I'm ignorant. And I realized if you ever want to piss off a person fast, call an Irish person British. So I'm glad that I, I got it right. And you are wearing an American Hawaiian shirt and I am wearing the colors of, of Ireland. So yes, absolutely. We are, we are buying the world a Coke and bringing the unified globe together already. Thank you for having me. And uh, to the listener. Um, yeah. Roy is absolutely right. Uh, I, I, I'm a little bit jealous that you're going to hear everything you're about to hear because this is what I wish to God I would have learned much sooner in my journey to happiness. Uh, so you're getting 10 years of information in less than an hour that is going to honestly change your life. And I, even though I'm an American and we overuse words like amazing, I really mean that you're going to learn something that is going that once you hear it, you can't un hear it and it's it's gonna it can change your life that is my goal is that this information really brings permanent change to your life so thanks for having me here and if you're listening to this just thank you for being here and for caring i know there's a lot of podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to this one and give us your time so thank you for your time and just caring wanting to be a better person caring about yourself and the world it takes courage to care when the world doesn't care so thank you for the courage to be here and i'm going to reward your courage with just some grade a information epiphany popping download right now that's my promise to you brilliant so i suppose we'll have to learn your own journey first because through every you know epiphany in life we have we go through pain so you might let us know your own journey no roy i i was just hatched from a capsule in roswell and I've never had any problems. I'm just an enlightened being. And now I just spread my enlightenment. No, no, yeah, there was a lot of pain. Uh, and I, I think it's important to share where I came from, not ethnically, um, but where this information I'm about to share comes from, because 
the power of this information is that two things, um, and then I'll tell you my story and why it matters. The information that I'm going to share with you, the key to it, the reason it's valuable to you is that the information that I'm going to share with you is a map to create permanent change that is simple. And the reason I bring it up is there's a lot of information, and we're going to be talking specifically about anxiety, although this can apply to any type of fear or overactive mind. But we're going to be talking about anxiety, and there's a lot of information out there on anxiety and a lot of theories about where it comes from and how to manage it. And all of it's valuable. However, my experience was it doesn't lead to permanent change, and it sure as hell doesn't lead to permanent change that is simple. And so the information that you're going to learn right now is the information that my team and I used to create permanent change, permanent anxiety solutions in six weeks. And that's a big claim, permanent solution. And there's a lot of stuff on the internet where people talk and make big promises and they don't deliver. You know, there's like six steps to overcome anxiety in like seven seconds. And there are these big claims that, as you know, they don't deliver. And so I want to tell you my story so that you understand why this information that I'm going to share with you, where I'm claiming to be something that almost sounds too good to be true, isn't if you know where it comes from. Because the information is permanent results that are simple to get. And the keyword is results. I'm an engineer. Results matter. Learning is great. Knowledge is great. When you're in pain, results matter. That's what you want is results. And the reason results matter to me is because growing up, yeah, my dad was a physicist, but he was also an inventor. And watching him invent just seemed like a, a superpower. He was like a nerdy Avenger. He would just sort of create something that wasn't there. And I was just fascinated by this. And I remember as a kid, he would tell me that if something in this world isn't working the way you want it to, you know, invent something better. And that just seems so neat that you could just create something. But he also told me that results matter. And he said, ideas are great, theories are great, but what makes people's lives truly better is results. And that makes sense when it comes to engineering or physics. But when it comes to actual healing and changing our lives, there's so much stuff out there that doesn't get results. And so the reason results matter to me is because my dad told me results are what changes people's lives, inventing things. So that's why I went to engineering school at UC Berkeley was because I got a formal training in how to understand complex systems, break them down mechanically, and then create things that actually work and change people's lives because the thing actually works. It gets results. So I, between growing up with my dad, but also through engineering school, I got really good at engineering things that that work. And what they don't tell you in engineering school is that just because you can make a machine work doesn't mean you can make your life work. I wish you could just copy and paste, but you apparently can't uh, because my life wasn't working. I Parts of it was, however, I fell in love with a woman um, in my really late 30s and I thought she was the one and we were going to live happily ever after and it was, you know, rainbows and meteors colliding and twin flame, all that stuff. And we did not live happily ever after. The relationship turned very unhealthy really fast. And I should have left, but I didn't. I was too insecure and full of doubt. And I stayed way too long. And when the relationship was over, about two weeks after, um, my, my whole system just crashed with the tiniest thing. And my system would get flooded with terror and panic. And I was diagnosed with anxiety and PTSD and then insomnia and depression. And, you know, like any of your listeners that have 
that deal with anxiety or panic attacks or any type of fear, strong fear, you know, you go looking for help. And I went looking for help. I went to therapists and doctors and psychologists and gurus. I was probably in a cult and didn't know it. And what I saw was probably what your listeners see, which is, you know, none of it really solved anything. It, it gave me insights. It gave me awareness. I learned to manage things better, but nothing really solved anything. And then I find out that it wasn't just me, that a trillion dollars a year is spent in mental health every year, a trillion dollars with a T. And that, based on my experience and the research, doesn't get people permanent results. And the engineer in me that was in a lot of pain was just like, this is unacceptable, a trillion dollars a year, and it's not getting people people's real results. That's And so based in my own pain, based in my dad telling me, hey, if something's not working, invent something better and get results based in that and this trillion dollar crappy permanent results industry, I took a stand and I started my own research company with the mission to see if we could engineer a permanent solution to anxiety that was simple and got permanent results. And we didn't know if it was possible, but that was sort of my mission. And the only reason I thought it was maybe possible was two reasons. One is because when I was a kid, my mom told me the story about this, this British nurse in the uh, 1850s named Florence Nightingale. And she was in uh, the Crimean War, and she saw that more soldiers were dying in battle. Sorry, more soldiers were dying uh, in recovery than in battle. And she went to the experts, she went to the doctors and the generals and said, hey, we need, we need to do something about it. And the doctors basically says, you can't, you can just manage this. This is just part of war. There's nothing you can do. But because Florence wasn't an expert, she wasn't a doctor, she just was paying attention and cared. She discovered something incredibly simple um, that when applied, dropped the death rate in recovery by 99%, 99%. That's results. And it was something simple. And so I told my team, I said, well, you know, maybe this is possible because she did it. But also, you know, we're like Florence Nightingale. She wasn't an expert. She was an outsider. And we're not experts. We're not therapists or psychologists. We're engineers. We're outsiders. And so maybe like Florence, we can see what the experts missed because they're experts and they mean well, but, you know, they can miss stuff. And that was that gave us hope. And the short answer is, is that we did. About two years into our research, we discovered something incredibly simple that I'm going to tell you on the podcast, a simple thing that gave us the ability to solve anxiety permanently. However, it wasn't just the breakthrough. We needed to learn to take the insight, the discovery that we made, this simple thing that changed everything. We called it our Florence Nightingale. I told my team, we need to find the Florence Nightingale of anxiety, the simple thing that could change everything. And when we found it, that was the theory, but theory doesn't save people's lives. We had to go from theory to practicality. And so over another six years, we worked with uh, 3,000 people on five continents. Uh, I lived in South Africa for two years and in India for a year. And we did that to develop a process that was just universal, would work for anybody. And we took the theory, the breakthrough discovery, the Florence Nightingale, of anxiety, and we turned it into a process that is now solving anxiety permanently in six weeks. And the reason I'm telling you about that is because people don't even know that a permanent anxiety solution even exists. And so I want to let you know, if you just want to solve your anxiety finally, that exists. But also, because what we do is so effective, and because my dad told me results matter, when people do our program, they only pay at the end when they get results. I'm going to say that again. You only pay at the end when you get 
results. And I'm telling you that partly so that when you're skeptical, you understand that we back up our results. And the reason we back up our results is because we actually get results because my dad told me results matter. But also when you listen to this information, which is what our program is based on, and you're wondering, well, this sounds good. It sounds helpful, but will it work? Just know what you're about to learn on this podcast is so effective that we're the only company in the world that backs up our results like that. So this stuff you're going to learn, it's not just theory. It actually truly works. Um, and so, yeah, that's my story. Oh, um, yeah. Um, what do you like? Because, like, you know, you mentioned all the different things. There's, like, when you look at somebody that goes to therapy, unfortunately, some therapists have patience for life. And they're just listening to the story. The person is regurgitating the pain. And, yeah, the, the, you know, the doctor's becoming wealthy. Medication. We know about the kickbacks. There's no hiding that. That's international. I know that all of the farmers do that. And the thing is, they put them on meds for life. And they don't even think of natural ways of doing it and everything. And what I love is because of your background, you know, mechanical engineering, you're always trying to look at different ways of thinking of things. And you would never have thought that your education would be your saving grace in yourself, but also to be helping others. Yeah, you know, that Steve Jobs sort of anecdotal story where he tells all these things that he did along the way and like learning calligraphy, which later led to his love of beauty, which created the early Max and, and being elegant. And looking back, I was wondering why I was in, in engineering school. But now I realize, you know, there's all these engineers in the world that create incredible feats of external technology. And I thought, well, I'm one that's going to focus on inner technology. So I think of myself as like a human engineer, get it in engineer and i think it's why what we've discovered is so groundbreaking because i'm not a therapist i'm an engineer and this is just its results and that unique perspective brought a unique outcome and that's why we're able to help people so much because i'm an engineer and all we matter is results say it with me roy do results matter would you definitely because you put your name where your mouths you know you do not charge unless you get results i haven't seen that anywhere to be honest with you everybody they, like they don't care you know they just say they put it on you yep and the reason they don't make that guarantee is because they can't get the results and they'd go out of business but think about it every other industry a lot of industries they do you pay at the end when you take your car to a car mechanic you pay at the end when that squeaky noise is gone when you hire a contractor you know you pay at the end for results often but in this industry man i spent a hundred grand just out the door nobody and never got any permanent results and nobody ever said hey uh, here's your money back i really didn't deliver and I, part of what I want to bring to the world is I want to up level and disrupt the whole mental health industry and get people to demand more and to demand more from the people they help because I believe real help is permanent change. If you take your car to a car mechanic and it, your car comes back and the squeak is just a little bit quieter or they give you earplugs to manage the squeak, that mechanic did not help you. So if you have a therapist or a psychologist or a guru or a teacher, I know they mean well and I, they have some wisdom. But to me, real help, real help is permanent change. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. Sound good? No, perfect. Yeah. 
And like, so, because just, just to make sure that we're kind of covering all the different uh, podcasts as well, because like the anxiety, I mean, there's a load of different types of anxiety, but one would be like speaking as well, obviously, because that's something that I would have went through and say with the meditation, just to make sure that we're going to cut people with melt, med, mental clatter. Loads of people say, I can't meditate because my head has gone around the place, which in turn is probably a form of anxiety because they're anxious that they can't relax. Yeah, so one of the other huge discoveries is the process that we developed. Uh, we focused on anxiety just because so many are, people are in pain and don't have permanent solution, have a permanent solution. What we saw when I went through the program, but also other people, early iterations of the program, their confidence went up, uh, their mind quieted. Um, we, I brought this program to Buddhist monks in India, um, and... I showed them that if they apply these tools, their mind would go quiet permanently so that you don't have to meditate every day. So yes, and also, I don't know if you can tell, I'm kind of confident. Like I don't, uh, I don't have a fear. So what you're gonna learn right now will help you with public speaking. It'll just bring fear down in general in your life, but also as you're gonna learn, the, bot, uh, the mind is connected to what you're gonna learn. And so you may not relate to anxiety, but trust me, this. The, the mechanics that you're going to learn are going to be an illuminating if you're a human being. If you're a human being and you breathe oxygen, this will apply to your life, and you're going to hear something that's going to change your whole perspective on who you are. Excellent. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, let's delve into it. Let's, da- let's share, dive in. Share, share your magic. Share the magic. Ooh, magic Dan. All right. Uh, by the way, I am wearing pants. It's just one of, uh, you don't have to thank me, um, but I am wearing pants. You always have to check on, on, on these Zoom calls. Okay, so uh, one of the ways that I like to serve is I don't like to, to, just, to just give a boring, um, you know, here's, I don't want to just give people a big boring download. So right now, myself, you, Roy, and if you're listening to this, we're going to go on a kind of a little experiential forensic adventure where I'm gonna sort of take you on the journey that my team and I went on as we discovered the theory uh, to discover and find the, what I call anxiety's Florence Nightingale, the simple thing that solves, that creates permanent change quickly. And I want you to stick around to the end because after you get the theory, we're then gonna do, I'm gonna ask you a series of questions and these questions are gonna reveal to you how you specifically are doing what I'm going to be talking about. So I'll be talking about the theory, but then these questions will shine the light on the specific behaviors you're doing every day that are making you anxious and then how to stop it quickly. So Roy, are you ready to go on the search for anxieties, Florence Nightingale? Are you ready? Absolutely. All right. So our search for the Florence Nightingale, the anxieties, Florence Nightingale, the simple thing that could change everything. We started where everybody else started which was at the beginning, which is when we wanted to look at anxiety, we believed what we were told, which is that anxiety is a problem of the mind. That's what the experts say. Um, Spiritual teachers will say, you know, quiet the ego, quiet the mind, quiet the negative thoughts. Uh, There's cognitive behavioral therapy, cognition is in the mind. Um, They prescribe pills, which target the chemicals in the brain. So the experts are telling everybody that anxiety is a problem of the mind. Does that make sense to you, Roy? Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 
And now that sounds good, and it sounds like it could be true. You know, part of being anxious is you have this very scary mind saying super scary things to you. So it sounds like it could be true, and it might be true, but there's just one teensy-weensy problem with the anxiety is a problem of the mind theory. And that problem is it doesn't, it doesn't solve anything. It doesn't actually solve anything. I had all these mind techniques and tried diligently to apply them. And at best, it would quiet my mind and my anxiety temporarily. So that's not good enough. And so my team and I said, all right, well, we want permanent results. So just based on results, based on that modern therapy has had 100 years to figure this out, and they haven't, and spirituality and religion that says it's in the mind has had a couple thousand years to figure this out. Just based on that, based on those poor results, is it in the mind? Like, let's question this. We're engineers. Let's look at the data. And the second we started to question this anxiety is a problem of the mind theory, the theory just fell apart very, very quickly. because. Even though everybody experiences anxiety differently, there's one thing that is uniform, which is that part of anxiety is that it's a feeling. You know, people say, I feel anxious. You know, I feel it. And where, Roy, do you think we feel? Do you think we, where do you think we feel? Where's the location? I have a gut feeling. Yeah. A gut feeling, or I love you with all my heart. Or I got so afraid I pooped my pants. Um, those are all body words. Those aren't mind words. They're body words. And that's because feelings originate in the body. When you are anxious, you will feel it. Your, 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 th- uh, your throat can start to close. Your stomach gets that weird ugh, ugh feeling. Sweaty palms. Um, Sweaty palms, your heart rate goes up, your chest tightens. So chest, stomach, throat, heart, are those mind words or body words? Body. They're body words. And that is because we discovered that anxiety is not a problem of the mind. It's a problem of the body, which just makes a whole lot of sense. So also, when we came up with this, we wanted... We wanted to make sure that we were right about the theory. And so it also just makes sense. So we we wanted to understand things not psychologically or spiritually, but mechanically. And mechanically, it makes sense that it's the body. Now, when we went to therapists to ask them, hey, is it really the mind or the body? They said, well, it starts in the mind, and the mind has all these scary negative thoughts. And then that then you'll feel it in the body. And it sounds like it could be true, except that's not how we are mechanically wired. We are mechanically wired for survival. And to stay alive, we're wired such that you, your body tells you what the body needs through the body. If you need uh, food, you feel hunger. If you need water, you feel thirst. If there's a threat, you feel fear in the body. So the body tells you what the body needs to stay alive. And then the mind is a tool. It's a little computer to figure out how to get the body what it needs to stay alive. If you are hungry... Your body tells you you're hungry, you feel hunger in the body, and then your mind kicks in and says, okay, you know, maybe we should go order some takeout. So mechanically, we are not wired where it's mind first, body second. We are wired body first, mind second. Does that make sense? And I mean, yeah. just on that, because some people might think, no, that's a bit weird. I've heard, like, this, some people say it's the three minds. It's like the heart and the stomach and there was somebody that had a a heart transplant 
and basically were able to understand things from the person that they got the heart from. So that in itself means how connected we are from the body. Absolutely. When you start to pay attention to this and think, hmm, it's mostly the body. This is a body thing. And it makes sense. I mean, if we hadn't been so confused by the experts, we wouldn't assume it's in the mind. The other feelings, you know, you can feel anger and have angry thoughts. I mean, not me. I'm an enlightened being. But theoretically, one of your listeners might have angry thoughts. So you can have angry feelings and angry thoughts, but people generally don't say anger. Anger is in the mind. You can have sad feelings and sad thoughts, and people generally don't say, you know, sadness is in the mind. Or if you go to your, your partner and say, I love you with all my heart, they don't say, that's just your mind talking. All the other feelings, we don't say start in the mind. So why are we saying it about the feeling of anxiety? And the answer is because it's wrong. It's not coming from the mind. It's coming from the body. Now, the reason the mind is part of it is because we are wired where the body feels first and then the mind kicks in second. So if you're you know, in the forest and you hear something in the woods and you think it's a bear, your body will feel first right away. You'll feel that alarm system. Then the mind senses the fear in the body and then the mind kicks in and says, oh, there's a threat. You know, Where can we get an escape route or where can I pick up a stick or something? So if the body is anxious, the mind thinks there's a problem and starts to spin to solve the problem. So for reasons which I'm going to explain to you in a bit, your body is already feeling anxious all day long. And if your body is anxious, then your mind already automatically, mechanically will kick in and think, oh, there's a problem. I better worry about the problem. I better worry about the problem. And the reason I'm telling you this is because a lot of people, myself included, used to beat myself up, be like, oh, my mind's going crazy. Why am I catastrophizing? Why am I being so afraid? And I'm here to tell you, as long as your body is afraid, your mind will always spin. It, you can't help it. But it's not because you're broken. It's not because you're going crazy. It's because as long as your body is afraid, your mind will always spin. And the reason you haven't been able to solve your anxiety is because they've been sending you to the mind. But the mind isn't the cause. The mind is the symptom. And you can't solve a symptom. And so the bad news is everybody's been trying to solve fear things at the mind level. That's the symptom. And that's never going to work. And that's why you still have anxiety. And I'm telling you this so you don't blame yourself. It's not your fault you still have anxiety or all this fear. The experts sent you to the mind and you never could have solved it. So it's not your fault. You're not crazy. You're not broken. This is a location issue. You were sent to the wrong location and you never stood a chance. So just have some compassion for yourself. That that's why you still have anxiety. You don't have an anxiety issue. You're not the issue. You have a location issue. And just to give you some good news to be compassionate to yourself, Roy, and if you're listening, uh, if this resonates with you, repeat after me. Say, there is nothing wrong with me. Nothing wrong with me. I am not broken. Not broken. I don't have an anxiety issue. I don't have an anxiety issue. I just have a location issue. I just have a location issue. But if I go to the right location, But if but I go, if to, the I go right, to the right location, right location, maybe I can turn this around quickly. Maybe I can turn it around quickly. And it can even be simple. And it can even be simple. All right. Amen. And I bring up simple because 
what Florence Nightingale discovered was simple, and this is simple. This can be simple. It doesn't have to be complex. If you want to spend, participate in the trillion-dollar no-results industry, there's you can spend a lot of money on complex things. We're all about simple. So first thing I want you to understand, anxiety, not a problem of the mind, but the body. And the reason you haven't solved your anxiety is because they sent you to the wrong location, but we're going to go to the right location. How's that sound, Roy? No, that sounds great. And just be fine before you delve into that, you know, because you're you're saying about the experts and just like even people know if they listen to say painkiller on Netflix at the moment or look at all the different things. A lot of the times the experts were paid by the lobbying bodies that are actually making money from this, which means the doctors mightn't have known they were just believing in what was put in front of them. And it's not always true. Well, it's a good point. I mean, there are people that benefit from not having a solution, certainly the pharmaceuticals, but there are therapists that aren't Machiavellian and they still teach the mind theory, spiritual teachers, religious teachers. They mean well. The issue is that they were taught a lot of what people learn, especially therapists and psychology and doctors. They learn some things in school and in books, and then they, then they just pass that on to you. But they haven't necessarily gone through what you've gone through and actually evolved it and actually created a system and a process that's fully solved it. And it's not because they're bad or wrong. It's just they're regurgitating old information. They're regurgitating, but my company is innovating. How you like that? No more regurgitation, innovation, because that's how you get results. The old stuff does not get results. And that's why being outsiders, not indoctrinated with old beliefs, allowed us to see something so simple, which is that it's not in the mind, it's in the body. Excellent. Excellent. So we might as well... Uh... Del further. I mean, you're you're on a roll here. I don't want to be interrupting I am on you. a roll. <laughs> I am on a roll. I'm in my magic space. I'm in my, my I'm in my genius zone, and I love sharing this information with people because even just hearing it can give you a a bit of hope. I know when I first heard this, uh, it 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 made me feel less broken. And even just three weeks ago, there was somebody. Uh, his name was Frank from Denver. I think he's a dentist or orthodontist. I'm not quite sure, but he was going through our process and he sent me a message in the first three days and he said, I'm already feeling better. And I, and I, and I said, why? And he said, because you're right. It's in the body. And just knowing that gives me hope. I can really turn this around. So I hope if you're listening to this, this gives you a little bit of hope, but also compassion that you're not broken and that you're not trapped and you're not doomed. If you go to the right location, you can be free of this. So that's my hope for you is that this information allows you to have hope but also be kinder to yourself you're not broken trust me you are not broken all right but let's keep going uh now to solve this it's not enough to know that it's in the body we need to know the mechanics and the engineering of what's going on to solve this because if i just said to you it's in your body that's not enough to permanently solve this so when we figured out it was in the body and we tested it we we uh had some early tools that we developed, some body-focused tools. And when we applied those tools to people, um, we saw their anxiety go down by 40% and their mind, which is a symptom of the body, went down by 45% in eight weeks. Um, so that let us know that we were on the right track. But we didn't know specifically why it was working. We just knew we were in the right place. So once we were in the body, I said to myself, okay, we need to understand what's going on. Like, why is it in the body? And why did these tools in the body work? And I remember when I kind of had this epiphany, um, which was like, well, wait a minute. The beauty of the body is the beauty is not as complex as the mind. We don't understand the mind really that well. But the body is pretty well mapped out. And the body has one of my favorite words. The body has systems. 
there are the engineer. I love systems. There's the capillary system and the pulmonary system and the cardiac system. There's all these systems and systems have mechanics and I'm a mechanical engineer. So I'm like, wait a minute. If we can just find the system in the body that is controlling these anxious feelings, systems are simple and mechanical and we can fix this quickly. That's the beauty. And once again, we had the shift to like, where is the system that's basically creating these anxious feelings? It became super duper, duper obvious, the system that controls it. So it's super obvious. You're going to know it. So I'm going to give you a little pop quiz to you, Roy. And if you're listening to this, I'm going to list off three systems in the body and you tell me which system in the body is probably responsible for feelings like a lot of fear, worry, anxious and nervous okay so i'm gonna list off uh three systems and you tell me which system is most likely the system that is creating feelings like fear worry anxious and nervous okay is it a the pulmonary system b the respiratory system or c the nervous system nervous system C. And why do you say C, Roy? Why? The whole nervous system's all connected. Yeah, but also it's got the word nervous, right? <laughs> like right in there. It's got, it's anxious is just extra nervous. And there's a system in the body that has the word nervous right in the freaking name. Like, how obvious is that? I mean, now, once people hear this, they go, oh, my God, that just makes so much sense. I'm super nervous. Maybe it's my nervous system that's kind of wonky. It's like it's so obvious. And the fact that for at least 100 years, modern psychology has people being super nervous. There's a body. There's a system in the body called the nervous system. They were like, no. It's the mind that makes that would be like if you brought a car to a car mechanic and the engine was smoking and he was like, you know, and I think it's your tires. It makes no sense. I don't know how we got this far off. But yes, anxiety, which is just extra nervous, is coming from the nervous system. Doesn't that just make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, um, you don't have a disorder. You don't have an anxiety problem your nervous system just isn't running quite right. Isn't that just a little bit nicer, a little bit kinder way to look at it? Definitely. And when somebody has something that has happened to them that they're unaware of, but they definitely suffer from anxiety, something like you know abuse from a young age or something like that, is it the same thing? Does the system still uh, work? with that situation absolutely because you know our program which is based on this theory we have a 90 percent success rate in six weeks which is remarkable nobody makes a claim like that also you only pay at the end when you get results and so as you can imagine you know everybody comes with a past a lot of people have trauma a lot of people have things and what we discovered was yes those things matter but as you're going to learn the most obvious place you should start is by bringing the nervous system back to health. And so it's not to say these other things don't matter. It's just to say the most important thing you should do first is to bring your nervous system back to health. And and as we explore a bit more, I'll make I'll explain to you. But yes, I mean, I had childhood trauma. Many of our clients, even just like two months ago, a woman with, she had PTSD from the military and childhood trauma. She had the same question. And this absolutely helped because 
partly because it's universal what we're doing, but also we tested our program again all over the world with different people, different cultures, different backgrounds. And the reason our program has such a high success rate is because we tested the crap out of it with different people. Make sense? Excellent. Yeah, brilliant. Results, 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 results. So anxiety is not a brain disorder. It is merely your nervous system just isn't running quite right, and it's cranking out extra nervousness, a.k.a. anxiety. Isn't that just a simpler, nicer way to look at it? But also, when we saw it, it just made everything so simple because instead of a complex brain disorder, we just have a system in the body that isn't running quite right. And the reason it's even simpler than we realized is we said, okay, we have a nervous system. It seems to be the likely culprit. Why isn't, why isn't it running quite right? And once we asked that question, the answer was so <laughs> simple. Again, it's so obvious once you hear it. It came to me, I was in the shower and where I have some of my, my amazing, brilliant thoughts. And I was asking myself, what, you know, why do systems in the body malfunction? And the beauty in what made this so simple is that most systems in the body malfunction for the most common reason. And we all know what it is. And you know why systems in the body malfunction because of your experience with something incredibly sophisticated, which is your poop. Let me hear you say poop with an Irish accent, Roy. Are you talking shit, Daniel? <laughs> oh! <laughs> no, just everything sounds better in Irish. Let me hear you say, how do you say poop in Irish? Poop. I see, it's cuter. It is, it's nicer, it's cuter. So... Here's why poop is an illuminating metaphor. And don't worry, I'm not telling you that anxiety is coming from your poop. Although if you really have to poop, you may be anxious. All right, we're getting off track. The point is you understand that you have something called the digestive system and your digestive system needs basic daily care. You need to drink enough water, get enough fiber, eat, you know, don't eat too many foods that are gonna block you up. There's basics that we know. If you don't do those basic things, if you don't drink enough water, eat enough vegetables, get enough balanced diet, eventually you are going to see things start to malfunction. You're going to see symptoms down there. So if things are malfunctioning down there, it's not a mystery. If things are going south down there, you don't say, oh, my God, I have general poop bathroom disorder. I'm turning into my father. No, you understand that somewhere you probably didn't take care of your digestive system. And now you're seeing the systems of a malfunctioning nervous system. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So not just the digestive system, the dental system, the respiratory system, the pulmonary systems, all the systems in the body need basic care. Every system needs something different, but there are basics that you have to do. For your mouth and your dental system, you got to brush and floss and stay away from sugar. There's just basics. And if you do the basics, the systems run pretty well on their own. But if you don't do the basics, not right away, but eventually, what's going to happen, Roy? Uh, like, for example, in your mouth, your teeth will start rotting, gum disease. And the answer is you're going to have symptoms mechanically. You just will. And so once we saw that, we went, oh, my God, this is so much simpler than we realized. So we're feeling extra nervous. It's coming from the nervous system. Why is it coming from the nervous system? Well, probably 
we're not taking care of the nervous system and it's just creating these symptoms. What if it is that simple? Now, it is that simple because when we tested the theory, we got the data back. But this was a huge breakthrough because it just simplified the whole thing. And we realized, hey, there's a system in the body. And if you don't take care of it, you're going to have symptoms. But also, if you're listening to this, I just want to let you know that, again, you're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. You just have a system in the body, and it wasn't taken care of. And now it's just not, it's just not running quite right. And that's nice because you can be nicer to yourself. If you have a friend that never learned to take care of his mouth, he never learned to brush and floss, and then your friend walked up and said, you know, oh, my teeth are hurting. There are these symptoms. You wouldn't turn to them and say, you're broken. You have a tooth disorder. You, you, you need to go to therapy. You would say, ah, you probably need to brush and floss. So if you're listening to this, if you have anxiety, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You just have a system that's not quite running right. Now, here's another bit of evidence, because when we saw that, we thought, okay, our theory is starting to shape up, but is there more evidence that anxiety is really coming from the nervous system? And that is because we looked at the symptoms. Um, if you look at anxiety, it shows up in people for in different people for different reasons. But at the core, what you'll notice is, is that basically, you just can't handle what you used to be able to handle. When life pushes on you, you just can't handle it. Your body gets spilled with fear. And there's a word for this. And the word for this is that you're no longer strong. You're no longer resilient. If you're no longer strong or resilient, what's that word that we use when the body isn't strong or resilient? What's the word we use, Roy? Weak. There's weak. Yep. And then there's another one, which is fragile. So can if you're listening to this, can you see that on some level, you don't have anxiety, what you have is a fragile system. When life pushes on it, it should be able to handle it, but it can't. It's fragile, and when it's fragile, you feel all this extra feeling, which is basically pain. Another way to call anxiety is just emotional pain. So can you see, Roy, that on some level, on a simple metaphorical level, the symptoms of anxiety are pain and fragility. Does that make sense? Yes, it does, yeah. Right. Okay, so now let's look at another system in the body, the dental system, and what happens if you don't give it basic care? What happens over time? Well, if you bite a carrot, something your mouth should be able to handle, now you can't. Now you feel pain instead of pressure, and your teeth are fragile and painful. So if you don't take care of a nervous system, you have symptoms of pain and fragility. If you don't take care of the dental system, you end up with pain and fragility. It's the exact same symptom profile, and that's because it's the same. All systems in the body are similar. If you don't take care of them, you're going to experience pain and fragility. And so when we saw these two things, both the cause and the symptom, we began to just automatically see that our theory was shaping up. But also, if you're listening to this, I want to remind you, I used to beat myself up for my anxiety and, oh, what's wrong with me? And I'm so weak and I'm so broken. And I want to let you know that you are not weak. You're not broken. You are not going crazy. You're just fragile. And you're experiencing extra pain because your system is malfunctioning because you didn't give it basic care. So I hope that you can just hear that that's, there's nothing wrong with you. So let's keep going with that simplicity. But first, do you have any questions, Roy? Just on that, because obviously when you're taking people through and helping them, because to some people, they, like, they'll live on processed food and nuke it in the microwave and stuff like that. And toxins in your body aren't helping anything 
So like people have to make a conscious decision themselves to start eating healthy, irrespective of all the stuff that you're teaching them to make them, you know, go through this process. Yeah. One of the gifts, because people don't realize that anxiety is linked to taking care of the nervous system, people don't know it's an issue, but we know it's an issue with the body. And so when the body is malfunctioning, when you have cavities or you're starting to get chest pains, because we know that that's linked to basic care gone missing. If you have chest pains, it means your diet was off for years. And now people know the link. And so that pain, instead of dying from it, people go, oh, I need to start taking care of myself and are more aware. And the beauty of anxiety is it's actually a gift. It's the universe sending you pain to get your attention for you to take better care of yourself. The universe knows we won't listen uh, without pain. And so I saw my anxiety now as a gift because it tuned me in to where this was really coming from and that I needed to take better care of myself. And now that I do and my clients do, not only is their anxiety down, but they're healthy, they're resilient, they're strong. Some people who have heart attacks use it as an opportunity to get super healthy. So when people come to our program, it's not just, they don't just lower their anxiety. They get very emotionally strong and resilient and confident. That's the benefit of knowing where the real root cause is and that it's about taking care of yourself. And I mean, that, that's a kind of symptom of anxiety as well. Like, you know, you go into depression, which in turn reach for the cookies or reach for the bear or the bottle of wine. And it's a, a ripple effect, you know, just continuous loop. Yep. If you don't know that this is a care issue, you see the symptom and it usually you get stuck in a spiral. And the reason we get such fast results is people think, oh, this is the actual root cause. This is actually where I apply the change and they get real change very quickly and they get out of that horrible torture chamber really, really, really quickly once you know what the heck is actually going on. Okay, are you ready for more magic? Definitely. Keep going. <laughs> All right. So my desire for people and why I started my company was to get people these permanent results. And to get results, you can't just know that anxiety is from the nervous system from not being taken care of, and now it's fragile, you have to know why. Why did the basic care of the nervous system go missing? Because if you don't know why it went missing, you don't know how to bring it back, and you can't create the real change. So I want people to understand the core reason why the basic care went missing to begin with, because once they understand the core reason why it went missing, they'll understand how simple it is to turn this around quickly. So the reason that it went missing, you first want to understand why we do know to care for something. The reason we know to brush and floss is because somebody figured out that there's a link between brushing and flossing and dental mouth care. And then they figured that out, and then we were taught it. We learned it. And because you know about brushing and flossing, most people brush and floss. You may not do it as much as you'd like, and maybe you lie to your dentist, but the point is at least you know the basics of how to take care of your tooth and gums. So if you are taught how to take care of something, you can take care of something. So to Roy, and if you're listening to this, let me ask you, did anybody, especially when you were younger, sit you down and say, hey, this is the basic daily care of your nervous system and your emotions and feelings. Here's what you need to do every day for your nervous systems and emotions and feelings to be a healthy, happy person. Roy, did anybody ever tell you that? No. No, like, of course not. My dad was a scientist. He was in the mind. He didn't even know feelings existed. We're not taught about this at all. In fact, we're taught bad emotional hygiene 
information. I'm going to list off a couple common phrases you may have heard growing up or lately, and try to listen in and tell me if this teaches and encourages you to take care of yourself or doesn't teach her and encourage you to take care of yourself. Um, things like get over it, uh, let it go, don't take it personally, don't worry about it, you're too sensitive, I'll give you something to cry about, feelings make you weak. Um, boys don't cry. Boys don't cry. Based on those, do, do those encourage you and teach you to take care of yourself or discourage you from taking care of yourself? Discourage. Yes. So not only were we not taught good emotional hygiene, we were taught poor emotional hygiene, but also when you were growing up and there were people that even though they tried were unkind or inconsiderate and hurtful to you. Did that teach you that your feelings and emotions need to be taken care of or does that teach you to not take care of them? It's, everybody has experienced that, I believe. Yeah. It, when you were younger and maybe cried or spoke up and tried to get help and people either judged you or shamed you or told you to basically didn't want to hear your feelings and told you to shut up or go away or I'll give you something to cry about or give you a time out. Did that teach you to take care of your feelings or to teach you to not take care of your feelings? To suppress them. Yeah. Or when people hurt you, but they didn't acknowledge it and say sorry, does that teach you that your feelings and emotions need to be taken care of? Or does it teach you not to take care of your feelings? Ouch. Not. So we are conditioned from childhood, don't take care of your nervous system. So the reason that you were never taught to take care of your feelings and emotions is your nervous system is not because you're bad or wrong or broken or a bad spiritual student. We were literally never taught how to do it. And that's the reason we never did it. And that's the reason our system is malfunctioning. That's it. We just weren't taught it. It's not our fault. We were never taught how to take care of our system. So we never could do it. And we never stood a chance. If you don't know how to take care of your dental system, you will end up with pain and fragility in your mouth. And because you were never taught to take care of your nervous system, you're most likely going to end up with some pain and fragility in your nervous system. You're not broken. That is just mechanics. What do you think about what I'm saying, Roy? Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, love it. Now, this probably makes sense, uh, and it's simple, but I want you to really get it. I really want you to understand this on a deeper level. So when we were developing our modality and our processes, we, we ran an experiment. We took people who had 8 out of 10 anxiety or higher, and we gave them some questions to find out the quality at which they had been taking care of their nervous system over the years. And I'm going to give you the same questions we gave them. And to Roy, and if you're listening to this, uh, I want you to um, rate yourself from one to 10 in a bunch of categories. And we're going to do that right now. And actually, if you want, close your eyes just so you can kind of feel into this. And I'm going to ask you, from one to 10, how good you are you at certain types of nervous system slash emotional care? And just really quickly rate yourself from one to 10. One is poor and 10 is excellent. And don't worry about getting the exact right number, just the first number that comes to mind. And it should be the number on how good you are at it throughout your whole life, not just recently. Okay, so from one to 10, overall, how good are you at feeling your vulnerable feelings like hurt and sadness. The fact and that just, you said 
from like your whole life because through my own kind of journey it changed kind of from the last five years but uh, yeah a lower number well and it's good to point out because if you haven't brushed your teeth in 20 years and then you learn to start brushing the last two weeks you still may have symptoms from the first 20 years so sometimes people say i'm good now and i'm like great but your body was paying attention the last 20 years so that's why i say yeah so yeah all right so uh, okay so one to ten uh, just silently, Roy, and if you're listening to this, 1 to 10, how good are you at feeling your vulnerable feelings? Okay, next question. 1 to 10, how good are you at expressing vulnerable feelings to others? Okay, next question. From 1 to 10, how good are you at only using kind and gentle language with yourself? One to 10, how good are you at when you need to saying no to people? From one to 10, how good are you at asking for help and support? And finally, from one to 10, how good are you at putting your emotional needs ahead of others? Okay, so you can open your eyes or keep them closed. So because you were never taught to do any of this, you probably don't have many 10 out of 10s. Now, everybody's different, but basically, most likely you had maybe a few above 5 out of 10 and a few below 5 out of 10. But usually, if you average up your numbers, your average is going to be somewhere around 5 out of 10. So for the sake of simplicity, let's just say your average is 5 out of 10. So if you've been taking care of the feelings and emotions in your nervous system at 5 out of 10, it means you're giving your nervous system 50% of what it needs every day. Okay. Now, Roy, and if you're listening to this, um, if you only give a pet 50% of what it needs to be healthy, after a while, will that pet be strong or will that pet be fragile? Very fragile. Yeah. If you only give a relationship 50% of what it needs, over time, eventually, will that relationship be strong or fragile? Probably over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And before it's over, will it be strong or fragile? Very fragile as well. Fragile. And then it's going to break, which we call over. Okay. In your dental system, if you only take care of your tooth, teeth and gums, giving it 50% of what it needs daily, after a while, will your teeth and gums be strong or fragile? You'd probably have dentures by the time you're 70. Yeah. But before the dentures, they'll be fragile, and then you'll need the dentures. And then finally... If you only give your nervous system, comprised of your emotions and feelings, 50% of what it needs every day, 
after a while, will your nervous system be strong or fragile? Of course, it'll be very fragile. It'll be fragile. And the word that we call a fragile nervous system is anxious. So what I'm bringing to you is the reason this whole problem got started is because you just weren't taught to take care of your nervous system. And then over time, because you were never taught it, over time, keyword over time, an, an accumulation of basic hygiene gone missing has now mechanically led to your nervous system being fragile. But the reason I want you to understand it again is you are not broken. This isn't your fault. You were literally never taught this, and so you never knew to do it. Now, the downside of this is it's really heartbreaking. You were never taught to take care of yourself, so you didn't. I never was never taught to take care of myself, and we didn't. I couldn't, and I ended up with anxiety and PTSD, and it's heartbreaking. And that's what's causing all these problems. That's the bad news. And if you never learn to bring your nervous system back to health and take care of it, you'll continue to have these symptoms, and you'll always be managing symptoms. That's the bad news. But if we want to turn this around quickly, Roy, why is it actually good news to find out the ground zero for this whole big mess is that we were just never taught to take care of ourselves? Why is that good news? Because we can fix it. Yeah, it's completely fixable. If you were never taught to brush and floss, you could have tooth pain and bloody gums for years. But if you found out it was just a trip to the dentist and brushing and flossing, you could go and do that and, and be free of that tooth, tooth pain in a matter of days for the rest of your life. That's what makes this approach so incredible. And again, this is not just theory. We tested this. We took, first of all, we took 50 people that had the eight out of 10 anxiety who took, who answered the same questions that you answered. And the average uh, was 4.5 out of 10. And so that one proved a direct mechanical link between nervous system care and nervous system health. But then when we applied the tools that we were developing that basically brought the nervous system back to health, in 90% of them, we saw their anxiety go down and stay down, permanent, because they brought the system back to health. And I'm speaking from experience because I was one of those original 50. I could not leave the house. I was in the fetal position. And when I applied these tools on myself in the first iteration, my nervous system just calmed down. And I have been chill as an effing cucumber for 10 years straight data results matter so if you're listening to this not broken nothing wrong with you just you were never taught to take care of your system and the fragility has accumulated but the good news is it, this is completely simple and solvable what do you think roy excellent excellent and i mean like i i think when we know where everything is right we're like in flow, not just in speaking, but in walking. Like I feel it anytime I'm doing anything. But it's like when things aren't wrong, it's like your energy source is being sucked from you. You don't want to get up. You don't want to do your walk. You're just everything just becomes a burden. Yep. And people ask me, like Daniel, you know, how can it be so simple? And what about trauma? And what about this? And what about that? But when you understand that this is a basic care gone missing issue, it makes it very clear where to look first. If you don't drink enough water, 
Do you know how many symptoms and problems you have? You can have headaches, you can have bruising, you get fatigue, your blood can start to clot, and you can die. All this stuff can happen. So imagine how many problems you would have if you didn't drink enough water. And if you didn't know that, you think you'd be going crazy. Is it this thing? Is it that thing? Your life would be over. But the beauty is, yes, you maybe had trauma. Yes, maybe there's societal issues. Yeah, maybe you're going through menopause. But if you haven't drunk enough water for 20 years and you're seeing problems, what's the smartest thing to do? Go for a swim. Go for a swim and drink some <laughs> effing water. <laughs> and so, yes, people are complex and there is some layers to this. But this is so simple. And the reason so many people get, we have a 90% success rate is because if you take a lot of people who haven't drunk enough water and have symptoms from dehydration, you give them water, they all perk up. It doesn't matter if you're black or white or purple or what ethnicity. This is just mechanics. If you do not take care of systems in the body, your entire life, you're going to have problems. That sucks, but it's very easily solvable once you realize anxiety is just like another system in the body. Now, this is great. But my whole thing is to actually give you permanent change. And what I've shared with you now is the what. What is the issue? You were never taught to take care of your nervous system, so you didn't know how. And over time, it's now fragile and kicking off all this pain. That, that's the what. But if I turn to you, Roy, or one of your listeners who has anxiety, and I say, okay, the issue is you just didn't know how to take care of your nervous system, um, is that enough to help them be free of their anxiety? Nope. No. Because if I said to you, hey, you just need to take care of your nervous system, do you know how to do that? You know what it's like now? Because you can't explain a complex system like what you're doing. It's like for me, sometimes people think they get on like a 30-minute or an hour call about podcasting. Sometimes it's like it's it's like two months to do it properly. And this is kind of the same thing. There's a lot of time and effort that goes into it, but it's not complex. Yeah. No, it's not complex now because we spent eight years basically simplifying the process. And so the answer is nobody knows how to take care of their nervous system. Now, it's actually quite simple things, but if you don't know it, you wouldn't know how to do it. If we knew how to do this, we, we would have done it, but we don't. So my team and I, we spent years figuring out what are the basic things? What's the brushing and flossing of the nervous system that it needs every day? And then what we developed is a delivery system, a process, which is the how how the sequence and the steps such that if you follow these steps and you give yourself your nervous system basic daily care with these 20 minutes of exercises a day your nervous system just comes back to health and the symptoms go away so you need the how the what is not enough a lot of therapists and teachers will give you the what they'll tell you what the problem is the what doesn't get results you need a how and what we've learned is individual tips and advice doesn't create permanent change all of your listeners have tips and tools to manage things to create real permanent change you need a process and a system in a certain order <clears throat> that's the how and that's the program that we spent eight years developing and perfecting to not only figure out what the nervous system is but just make a dead super duper simple step-by-step -step process such, such that if you work the steps you get the result which is that your anxiety goes away and doesn't come back and 
our program, which essentially is bringing your nervous system back to health. It's six weeks. It's our baby. It's our pride and joy that we have put so much time and energy, which now is solving lifelong lifelong anxiety at 90% by bringing the nervous system back to health. Our baby, our program is called Nervous System Reset. Because over six weeks, you not only get the knowledge, but the steps and the proper sequence and timing to bring your nervous system back to health, then the symptoms of pain and fragility and anxiousness go away and don't come back. What do you think about that, Roy? It's fantastic. And to be honest with you, I don't think anybody can claim of a 90%. That's incredible results. It really is. Now... It sounds too good to be true, but if you think about it, it actually makes a lot of sense. If you didn't know how to, if you weren't taught to brush and floss, you could have that your whole life. But if they teach you to brush and floss, it can be gone. You could have a 90%, you know, dentists probably have a 90% success rate because of their approach. But also going back to Florence Nightingale, don't think we've forgotten about Florence. The thing that she discovered, which brought the death rate down by 99%, it was because she discovered that basic hygiene went missing. They weren't changing the bandages. There wasn't proper ventilation and the bathrooms were kind of backed up. And so she saw that this basic care had gone missing. And when they restored basic care, when they had better hygiene, they changed the bandages, they cleaned out the toilets, they opened windows. When they brought basic care back, this seemingly unsolvable problem that had thousands and thousands of men dying dropped by 99% literally within a few months. And that is the power of when the issue is linked to basic care gone missing, you can have huge, massive results at 90%. She had 99% by just restoring basic care. So if you're saying, come on, Daniel, it can't be that simple. That's what happened to Florence Nightingale. In the beginning, people didn't believe her. They said, oh, it's too simple. It's too simple. And a lot of men died unnecessarily because it took about 30 years for people to believe that sometimes something simple not only works better, but is the best thing. And in this case, anxiety, simple also works. And that's why we're getting 90% success rate. And as I said, when you do our program, we back up our results. And people say, well, how do you do that? Because it's so simple, it just gets results. And that's why we can offer this. But we also offer it because people don't believe us. When we first came up with this program, we told people, they were like, it can't be simple. And everyone's used to complex things. And the, and the ego likes complex. And so people just feel it's too good to be true, a permanent solution that's simple. And so we realized the only way we were going to get these tools to people was to basically say, like, you think this is risky. But we know it's not. So we'll take on the risk to lower the risk so you can still be skeptical, but still try something that can give you your life back. So if you're listening to this, and you're like, mm, Daniel, it sounds good, but I'm a little bit skeptical. That's fine. Be skeptical. But because you only pay at the end once your anxiety is solved, there's literally no risk to trying this. So be skeptical. We like skeptical, but try the program. There's a tiny chance it doesn't work but there's a good chance it will. If it doesn't work, you don't pay a penny. When it does work, you get your life back. That's just good math. What do you think, Roy? No, I think it's excellent. And just on, because I mean, in life, there's a lot of people that are flaky. They have to be committed. I'm, you know, if they're doing this, they can't just kind of wing it and just kind of feel like they're doing it. I mean, like that's not fair on anybody, not fair on themselves and not fair on you. So if they're coming into this, they have to kind of do what, what advice that you're giving them. They do. And sometimes people say to me, Daniel, I believe your program works. I don't know if I'll do it. And that's a real thing. People have doubt. They worry about their commitment levels. However, we get a 90% success rate. And we've tested this on lots of people, people that had doubt, people that were worried about their commitment levels. But we have tested this so thoroughly and made the process so dead simple that 
basically anybody can do it. It's 20 minutes a day, four, uh, four times a day, you do five minute exercises. That is so effing doable, but also built into the program is an accountability and structure system that keeps you consistent and accountable. I'm telling you, we have, we don't want you, we don't want you trying this and failing because then that just creates more pain. And I built my company to alleviate your pain. So Believe me, we have spent years troubleshooting this thing so that you can't fail because we don't want you failing. We want you to succeed and feel better and get results. So if you have doubt, just know we've spent years making sure you can't fail at this. That's built into the 90% success rate. So if you have doubt, be doubtful, be skeptical. But again, try it. If it doesn't work, you don't pay. But if it does, you get your life back. That is just It's just worth it. It's just worth it. Brilliant, brilliant. And, you know, just for those listening, I mean, like I know Daniel for a good few years, you know, I've been spent a lot of time with you. Like, you're not a snake oil, man. You know, what you say is right. You're genuine, you know, you're a lovable man. And I, I know other people that you have helped and, you know, they have confirmed how good you are. So that in itself is enough for me. And that's why I wanted you to get you on and to share you on the, the three different podcast so i listen i really appreciate everything that you've shared and uh, you might let people know where they can find you and if you have any final words that you'd like to say uh so my final words is everything i've shared with you is just information it's just theory and that will not change your life and i'm trying to change this whole narrative of just giving people information information doesn't change your life what will change your life is the process the program that we spent all these years developing. That's what creates the permanent change. So please don't listen to this and say, oh, that was interesting. No, that's that's a nice perspective. Information is borderline useless. You have enough information. So I invite people to be curious about the process because that's what creates the permanent change. That's the true breakthrough, not the discoveries, the process that gets the 90% success rate. If you want to know more about that, reach out to me at danielpackard.com slash call. That's danielpackard.com slash call to book a 20-minute call with me. And on that call, I'm going to find out more about you and your situation. And I'm going to show you how best we can help you. And if I feel that our program nervous system reset is a fit, I'll offer it to you. And if it feels like it's a fit to you, you can do our program. Um, there's no high pressure sale. We only want to work with people who really are in pain, want to be free of pain, and will take advantage of this incredible thing my team and I have developed. So if that's you, if you are tired of trying things that don't work, if you're tired of just managing your sy symptoms, if you're tired of what anxiety has taken from you, your joy, your purpose, your meaning, that you can't show up for your family, that you aren't doing what you love and you want to in six weeks get back to so you can feel normal again and happy again and show up for the people you care about and you get to feel confident, you get to wake up each morning and actually look forward to the day, you get to get back to doing what you love to do your activities and so you feel more purpose and meaning and you really want that back and you are open to trying something simple and you want your life back then please reach out to me at danielpackard.com slash call so we can have a chat and i can help you get the hell out of here and get you some real permanent 
results. So if you want real results, and I hope that's you, please reach out to me and my team so that we can help you. We love to help people get their lives back. It's why we started this company. It's why we do what we do. So if you want that help, please reach out to us so we can get you that help. Thank you very much, Daniel. Always a pleasure speaking with you. Pleasure is mine, Roy. Not perfect. And I mean, obviously, I think everybody can relate to what Daniel has talked to us about, but you definitely know a lot of people that would benefit from this episode. So I'd greatly appreciate if you could forward it to someone that might actually benefit. And you'll find everything on the Awakening Podcast, the Meditation Podcast, and the Speaking Podcast, as well as my coaching on buyer.link forward slash podcaster. Should sure give us a thumbs up, five star rating. Until next week, take care.